Good morning. It's Monday, January 9th. I'm Shamita Basu. This is Apple News Today. On today's show, why the Biden administration wants to ban non-compete clauses for workers, how architecture could prevent suicides, and a new vaccine for bees. But first, hundreds are under arrest in Brazil after supporters of Jair Bolsonaro, the candidate who lost the recent election, stormed the Congress and other buildings in the capital, Brasilia. It took hours for police forces to restore order, using helicopters and riot control weapons. The images yesterday were reminiscent of the Trump supporters who attacked the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, two years ago. Some protesters smashed windows and trashed offices. Others jumped on the seats in the Senate chamber. Some were seen attacking a police officer. Brazil's president, Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva, surveyed the damage and said people who attacked the buildings will be punished. Bolsonaro has refused to accept the results of October's election. He recently left the country, avoiding taking part in the inauguration. He's now believed to be in Florida. Bolsonaro condemned the attack and denied responsibility for inspiring his supporters. World leaders offered support for Lula and the election. President Biden said the will of the Brazilian people must not be undermined. The BBC looks at the connections between the right-wing leader, Bolsonaro, and key Trump supporters. Steve Bannon has repeated baseless claims about election fraud in Brazil on his podcast and social media posts. Yesterday, he said those who stormed the government buildings were freedom fighters. And Bolsonaro's son has met with Trump and Bannon since the election. Brazilian authorities are now investigating the attacks, which Lula calls the acts of vandals and fascists. The Federal Trade Commission says it wants to do away with non-compete clauses. The FTC argues that the widespread practice of banning workers from getting a job with a competitor for a certain period of time puts an unfair burden on employees. Washington Post labor reporter Lauren Kaori Gurley told us about why the FTC is proposing to get rid of them. Economists have shown an increasing body of research shows is that non-competes really artificially hold down wages and benefits. They take away bargaining power from workers. They stifle the economy. They stifle innovation. Critics of non-compete clauses say that they're a big drag on wage growth. The FTC estimates that by banning non-compete clauses, workers' wages overall would be boosted by $300 billion dollars. Around 30 million Americans are affected. Non-competes impact everything from hairstylists and fast food workers to software engineers to truck drivers to executives and private equity fund managers. It's sort of across the broad spectrum of the economy. In reality, a lot of non-competes are not enforceable, but the mere threat of them can be enough to prevent a person from getting another job. Switching jobs is how many American workers boost their pay, and a lot of them have in the tight labor market of the pandemic. But for workers covered by non-compete clauses, 
it's harder to change jobs to make more money. Supporters of non-compete clauses say they help protect confidential information and investments in employee training. And they say the FTC doesn't have the legal power to ban non-competes. For now, the rule change is a proposal which could face legal challenges. A warning that this next story is about suicide. Preventing people from dying by suicide is a public health issue. But there are also ways that architecture and design can save lives. Charlie Burlock recently wrote about this for The Atlantic. So suicide reduction architecture is designing buildings with an awareness for how architecture influences human behavior and trying to reduce the number of spots where there are long drops that people can visually look down with low barriers. The story is personal for Burlock, who grew up near one of the most notorious sites for suicide in America. I grew up in San Francisco, and the longer you live in the Bay Area, the more likely it is that you'll know people who died at the Golden Gate Bridge. You might wonder why buildings and bridges aren't better designed to prevent suicide in the first place. Burlock explains some argue against spending money on these types of preventative features because they're not convinced they'll stop suicides or because they worry about what it signals. But research shows close to 75 percent of those who are hospitalized after a suicide attempt made the decision within three hours. Some decided only five minutes before. So additional security, netting, or other deterrence, they can go a long way in saving lives. If you can get someone through that five, ten minutes of crisis, they will likely live a really long and healthy life. And so putting in these barriers is just a means of, in one way, signaling to an individual that people care. Someone who jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge actually left a note saying, why do you make it so easy? Now, change is coming to that bridge. Hundreds of millions of dollars are being spent to add woven steel netting to the Golden Gate Bridge, which should be done this year. The world's first vaccine for honeybees is now approved by the U.S. government. It's an effort to stop a bacterial disease that's killed waves of bees. The pollinators who play a huge role in the supply of not just honey, but also fruits, nuts, and vegetables. The Independent explains how the bees get this vaccine through royal jelly. Maybe you've heard that phrase at a health food store. It's the stuff that the worker bees feed the queen. Researchers found that when a queen bee is vaccinated, there's an increased chance of survival for any infected larvae. These scientists say this breakthrough could change our understanding of how to manage diseases in insects. And if the new vaccine works, the impact could be huge. American honeybees are estimated to be responsible for pollination of $17 billion worth of crops. You can find all these stories and more in the Apple News app. And if you're already listening in the News app right now, we've got a narrated article coming up next. The Wall Street Journal continues its strong reporting on Facebook. 
This time with a story about how the social media company tried to take a step back from political content and why it was messier than anyone expected. That story will play next. I'll be back with the news tomorrow. Tomorrow.